Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Great to be with you today. Uh, if you happen to miss our first segment, I actually had Dave Noriega stick around for an extra segment uh, today. And we were talking about this uh, very emotional editorial board uh, with Governor Gary Herbert and just the, the love and the passion he has for the state and the people and all the good things that are making Utah not just uh, crossroads to the West, but a crossroads to the world. If you missed that, you can pick that up on our KSL News Radio app. Uh, sponsored by Any Hour Services. And as always, I want to know what's on your mind today. And you can do that on the Utah Community Credit Union text line, 57500. Uh, and now I am ready for my favorite portion of the day and any day uh, that involves uh, my good friend Teresa Deer from uh, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, Teresa is a recognized thought leader in human resources. She's a strategist at the Human Capital Strategy Group uh, and just one of the all-around good people on the planet. Teresa, thanks for joining us today. It is my pleasure, boy. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Uh, you just wrote a piece uh, that just grabbed uh, my headspace for about four hours yesterday, so I'm sending you a bill uh, <laughs> uh, with this great title that we should make declarations, not disclaimers. Tell us about that. So, you know, at least for me, as I look reflectively at 2019, it just seemed like, you know, we spent the year with everything that was happening around this country. We spent the year, you know, sort of holding our breath and apologizing, you know, for what was happening to other people, you know, the offenses. There just seemed to be lots of um, sort of apologies and lots of, you know, waiting for things to get better you know, lots of justifications, excuses, explanations, defenses, and interpretations of what was going on. And I just feel that in 2020 and 2020, we have to become participants Mm. in this democracy and in this country and uh, not let others control the narrative. Uh, We have been waiting for things to get better, but it's almost like, you know, the last egregious thing, we believe, okay, it can't get any worse than this. (laughs) That's right. And then something happens that will eclipse the yeah. last egregious thing. Yeah, it's it's so stunning that uh, that happens, and often it's because we allow it to happen. We let things just keep going on, and and we sort of do. We start, we get into this. Uh, uh, even the pre-apology has become a big thing. You know, I used to always joke with my kids. You know, I'd introduce them to somebody, and I'd say, "Now, before my child says anything on behalf of the Matheson family, I'd like to apologize for." <laughs> you know. <laughs> And, and we're start, we've started to do that, sadly, as it uh, relates to our politics, as it relates to really, you know, having serious conversations about a host of things. And I, I love that you take on this idea that it, it's not OK anymore to just, you know, do the disclaimer. Well, this won't end well or, you know, this is going to be bad or it's going to be worse. We've got to be I love how you say it's active. We've got to be active participants in this game. 
Yeah, because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we, the people in America, that matters. That means something. But we also have a responsibility to those yet unborn, Mm. um, those who God has already said, you know, you will be upon this earth. And so, you know, we have a responsibility to them and what they will inherit. And all of those that came before us that sacrificed, that you fill in the blank, marched, um, shed blood, that, you know, ran for office, held office, wrote the Constitution, amended it, et cetera, we have an obligation to them to say that we were active participants and that we didn't just sit back and watch all of this erosion take place in this country, we have to be able to say, this is what I did, and I raised my hand and declared that in 2020, I'm not going to, you know, sit on the bench and defer to others. I'm not going to make excuses for certain behavior. I'm going to say, this is what I did to change this narrative and course correct and get us on a path that's better uh, so that I can be accountable to our ancestors and so I can answer to my children and grandchildren. Yeah, oh, I, I love that. And, you know, I used to always say in the corporate setting, you know, you can, you can make uh, excuses or you can make progress. Uh, but you cannot do both. <laughs> right. And, you know, and I can appreciate, Boyd, especially where we are today with the Iran situation, that all of this is painful to watch. I have so many friends who were politically engaged, who were, you know, engaged in the, you know, social conversation, yeah. the democratic conversation. But these are people who are now saying to me, I don't even look at the news anymore. And I have a problem with that, because even if it's painful to watch, you know, we still need to rip off the (laughs) Band-Aid and jump into the deep. We cannot, uh, you know, defer and sit back and watch. We have to get involved. We cannot be apathetic. We have to get involved in this process. That's right. Yeah, we cannot. It, there's no time to sit on the bench or watch from the stands anymore. Uh, there's just no. There's no ground left. You know, you've got to. You've exactly. got to engage in that whole thing. And uh, to me, one of the interesting things we were talking about this uh, that we had the governor of the state uh, in, and he was reflecting on some of the state's history and talking about how the pioneers that they came across the plains, you know, they, they didn't just go, they, you know, they improved the road and the trail and they planted crops that they would never see, you know, for those that were following exactly. on behind. And, uh, and Teresa, you, you and I connected first uh, at the NAACP uh, convention in Detroit last year, uh, because you're working on a lot of things, both in your, in your professional work at the human capital strategy group and uh, your work with the NAACP in terms of how do we give people the tools so that they don't go to the disclaimer, oh, this is just where I am, or I'm just kind of stuck in this, or I can't get ahead. You're giving people tools to help them move forward, to take that control, and to get in the game. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important for everybody to appreciate that whatever is happening in this country, it does not render us powerless or voiceless that we the people is as powerful and as profound today 
um, as it was 100 and, you know, 200 years ago. And it is incumbent upon us to, even if whatever is happening does not impact us directly, because Martin Luther King said, whatever happens to us indirectly impacts all of us directly. Oh. And so, you know, we need to appreciate that. If something happens to the, you know, Church of Latter-day Saints or the um, African Methodist Episcopal Church or something happens to immigrants, eventually all of that impacts all of us. That's right. And so we need to be um, our brother's keeper, our Mm -hmm. sister's keeper, and their voice. So those who are voiceless and vulnerable— those who feel like they cannot fight or they cannot defend themselves, uh, we need to appreciate for those of us who have voices and tools and resources and platforms, we need to leverage those on behalf of others. And I think it starts there. Uh, I, I absolutely love that. And we're going to leave it there because that is the uh, the perfect end. I encourage everyone to go to Deseret.com and uh, check out uh, Teresa's article there, Making Declarations, Not Disclaimers. Uh, you can also go to her website, TeresaDeer.com, uh, and uh, get more information on some of the, the strategies and things she's doing there. Teresa, as always, I wish I had four hours to have this conversation, <laughs> but we'll pick it up again Another real time. soon. <laughs> Thank you so much, Boyd. I appreciate it. All right. All the best. That's Teresa Deer uh, joining us from Chicago, Illinois today. She's uh, just one of those extraordinary souls uh, who makes a difference every day. If anybody lives the mantra we end this show with, of seeing something that inspires, saying something that uplifts, and doing something that makes a difference. Uh, that is the epitome of Teresa Deer. Uh, she is she is the poster person for uh, what we're trying to do. So always appreciate her insight and her comments. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside for bottom of the hour news breaks. Stay with us when we come back. Brad Mortensen from Weber State University joins us right here on KSL News Radio.